0: Welcome to a brand new way to cook. We call it Cook Tracks. If you've joined us before, you know we've done a number of these episodes already with some of the greatest cooks, chefs, culinary personalities in the business. So here's Rach to tell you a little more about how Cook Tracks will work.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kind of we will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen.
0: She's right, everyone, we do.
1: I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, if you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together.
0: Okay, here's how you can get the most from CookTracks. If you go to the episode notes on your device or whatever podcast platform you listen on, you'll find the ingredients and equipment you'll need to cook along for each episode. You can also get it on CookTracks.com. If you've been with us before, first off, welcome back. You can expect a similar format to the first round of Cook Tracks. And if this is your first time with us, we're super psyched to be cooking with you. Here's what's going down. Each episode, you're gonna hear a little bit about our special guests from Rach, then I'll be in the kitchen with that guest and we'll do our roll call of ingredients to make sure you're ready to cook. And I promise, it's easy, it's fun to follow along. We know you got this. One quick note, if you get a little jammed up in the kitchen, feel free to hit pause. For this season of Cook Tracks, we'll be releasing every episode at once, so we won't keep you waiting. Sound good? All right, let's do a little recap of season one. We had Rachel Ray kick it off with a pasta recipe as well as a burger recipe. And then we shifted over to Gail Simmons, who did an incredibly delicious egg sandwich. Over to Chicago with Chef Stephanie Izard. Back to New York with Chef Rocco Dispirito. And we also had Jimmy Papadopoulos, a great Chicago chef as well. You can always go back and catch those episodes. And the cool part is not only did many of you cook along with those episodes, but you posted how your dish came out and we love that. So feel free to tag at cook tracks on Instagram or hashtag cook Moving on for season two, we have four exciting and talented chefs and six delicious dishes coming your way. We have top chefs. We have James Beard award-winning chefs. You get the picture. These people can cook and they're here to help you get dinner on the table. Okay, so I want to share a short story with you. Thinking back a few months ago, I was sitting at a restaurant with one of the executive producers of Cook Tracks, and I mentioned how it would be so great to do a season where we helped people living with a disease or a health-related issue, get dinner on the table, or learn how to cook, add another recipe to their repertoire, if you will. So soon thereafter, we heard about a disease called cystic fibrosis, also known as CF. We just didn't know too much about it. CF is actually a rare life-threatening genetic disease that impacts the lungs, digestive system, and other vital organs. We spoke with folks at Vertex Pharmaceuticals and a cystic fibrosis nutritionist, and they helped us get up to speed on the disease and understand why nutrition plays such an important role. And here we are. I mean, as Rachel always says, trucks is here to help people in the kitchen. So with that, this season would not be possible without the help of our friends at Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Here's a little bit about Vertex. For decades, Vertex Pharmaceuticals has been committed to the cystic fibrosis community. That's over 30,000 people in the US alone. So we partnered with Vertex to create meals that meet the dietary needs of people living with CF and can also be enjoyed by the entire family. You can learn more about Vertex at www.vrtx.com. And find additional recipes on the CF kitchen page at www.everyday-cf.com. So here's a little bit about cystic fibrosis. If you don't know, people with CF are born with the disease and over time it can cause persistent lung infections and respiratory failure. So people with CF have certain nutritional needs like eating extra calories because they don't absorb the nutrients as well as people without CF. They're also spending extra calories fighting infections. It's very important that the patients adopt a healthy and high calorie diet packed with good fats. The good fats we know like avocados, nuts, peanut butter, vegetable oils, salmon, just to name a few here. Salt also happens to be an important addition to their diet. People with CF lose more salt through their sweat than other people. So it's important to replenish this loss by upping salt intake. So during our CookTracks journey, we had the fortunate opportunity to meet an extraordinary mom named Ginger. Her son, King, is eight years old and he has cystic fibrosis. Ginger and her husband also have an 11 year old daughter, Emma Virginia, and they are all incredibly strong and beautiful people. Their story truly inspired me, and I'm happy to share it with you. So, we caught up with Ginger to learn a little more about King and their family. First and foremost, Ginger, tell me about your family.
2: Okay. So, I have two children. Emma Virginia, who is eleven, and King, who is eight, and they are almost exactly three years apart with birthdays on December 7th and 8th. Ooh. Um, so that <laughs> yeah, sets up an interesting dynamic. I was for gonna them. say,
0: how do you celebrate birthdays? Is it like joint or
2: oh no? no everyone wants no, their own. No, yeah. we have two birthday parties. So this year we had a karaoke party for Emma Virginia. And a Pokemon party for King. How fun. Because, yeah, they're both into those things. So we celebrate back-to-back for those birthdays. So Emma Virginia is an awesome big sister. She loves singing and acting and hanging out with her friends and fashion and reading, all this really cool kind of stuff that she's into. And then King is a good little brother, sometimes a little bit pesky, she would probably say. Um, as most little brothers would be. And then he has the added element of living with cystic fibrosis, which he was diagnosed with at birth through newborn screening, which is mandated in the state of Tennessee. So we got a call saying that he needed further testing to see if he had cystic fibrosis. So that's kind of how his little life began and how their relationship began. And since then, our family has been very invested in cystic fibrosis research and in the community.
0: Got it. So how much did you know about cystic fibrosis before his diagnosis?
2: Really nothing. We didn't know anything. We'd been to one fundraiser sort of by chance. A sort of business partner of mine had asked that we go to this fundraising walk. My husband now, who was a boyfriend then, we went to this walk and remembered feeling kind of like it wasn't like a real celebratory feeling. There were people there who had lost a loved one. There were people there that maybe seemed like they didn't have a ton of hope. So when we realized that we would be going through this process, that was what we were called. Of course, that had been years past and the story of cystic fibrosis had not only changed then, but it continues to change now and has become one that many, many times, incorporates a lot of hope in people's story. There's still people that struggle tremendously with it. Of course, those that were diagnosed a long, long time ago, but it continues to change and we continue to have hope.
0: So what was the first thing you did when you received the diagnosis?
2: We started researching. And because we knew that this was a genetic disease, we, of course, called all of our relatives to find out if anyone knew about cystic fibrosis, or if, if there had been an ancestor that passed away, um, and maybe that could have been from cystic fibrosis, I don't know why we thought that it would have an impact to learn those things necessarily. I think initially we really just wanted to will it away and make ourselves think that maybe this was not a part of our genetics and there could be no way that, that this would be part of our son's life. As we came past that point, though, we really continued that research. But that started building up a community for us. We started meeting people both locally and nationally and learning about the development pipeline and all of the things that could be for King. And once we saw that, we've just ridden a wave of hope ever since that there could be something that would make a tremendous impact in a positive way for him as he grew
0: up. So when you get some sort of difficult medical related news, let's call it, how do you, how do you talk to your children about the disease? I guess Emma Virginia was, she was two or three. She was three, she, she was three at the time. So yeah. I think she didn't really understand it. How does that, how, is it like a work in progress?
2: Yeah, I think it is a work in progress, and I think that it really depends on the day. What I've noted just from my two children, and I'm sure, you know, other parents may agree, sometimes they're more open to receiving maybe more honest information or more direct information, and sometimes they might come to you with a question, but it just seems a little bit more guarded. We have really tried, though, with King and with Emma Virginia at any age and at any stage, To be very, very honest with them, not in a frightening way, but in a way that would help them to set up their expectations. So, King does these pretty lengthy sessions of respiratory therapy every day. And so, we want them to know that we're not just doing that because we think it might be a good idea and we're not. You know, where Emma Virginia is concerned, we're not choosing to spend extra time with her brother because we love him more or we feel like we want to be with him more. These are things that are rooted in science and they have proven to be very effective for people with cystic fibrosis and very helpful. So when we give them medical information, when we share with them about the disease that is cystic fibrosis and we share those treatments, we really try to give them the information as to, you know, why we're doing this, why it's so important and how it can help to have the most positive outcome.
0: Got it. All right. So for our listeners, share a day in the life of King, like give us like a 24 hour breakdown. Like, what does that look like? like we, you, we started talking how he had his first ever basketball game this weekend, but like share a typical life, a, 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 a typical day in the life of King.
2: Right. So I'll start at night and then, and then move into morning when I talk about a day in the life of King because it almost feels like his day begins at night because we set him up with a feeding tube that runs for 10 hours. And we do that because nutrition is so vitally important for a person with cystic fibrosis. Many people with CF are pancreatic insufficient which means that they do not receive nutrients the way that a typically healthy person would. So they need more calories, more vitamins, more nutrients. For King, we realized early on that he was pretty severely pancreatic insufficient and we'd need a lot more of that. So he starts his evening before he goes to bed, we set him up with a feeding tube for 10 hours. He sleeps with that through the night. When he wakes up in the morning, we unhook him from that tube And then we give him his daily oral medications. He also does a couple of nasal sprays because he has uh, some pretty intense sinus disease. It's not as common as people being pancreatic insufficient, but there are many, many people that do wind up with sinus issues. Um, So you, you do hear about it a good bit in the community. After we do those nasal sprays, we begin with the first of two throughout the day sessions of respiratory therapy. And that starts with two puffs of albuterol. We wait a period of time and then we use a nebulizer mask, which many people in the CF community would call like a fish face because it's this kind of kooky looking mask. We can't decide, is it a a fish, a bird, a dinosaur? Who knows? So we put hypertonic saline in that mask and let that run. And then we begin therapy with a vest that if you looked at it as an outsider, it would look like it was shaking someone. Now, ultimately it it does kind of have a shaking effect, but what its real purpose is, is to create expiration in the lungs. So it's really exercising the lungs, making air force out. In fact, if you put on one of those vests and hold a Kleenex in front of your face, it would kind of puff it out with those expirations. So he does 30 minutes of that vest. And then depending on how acutely ill he is at that time, he might do one other medication at the end of that that would be inhaled again through the fish face. So he does that respiratory therapy in the morning and then we do our best to get him to school. And while he's at school, anytime he has a snack or eats a meal, He takes enzymes by mouth, again, because he is pancreatic insufficient. So his body is not excreting those enzymes on its own. So we kind of manufacture that process for him and give them to him orally with his food so that he can break down the food and his body can have the best chance of gaining those nutrients. So he does that when he eats, has a snack. We also really focus for King on hydration. So hydration is really, really important because people with CF don't have the same exchange of salt, you could say, or sodium chloride throughout their bodies. So that's a really, really key piece um, to keeping him feeling well and hydrated. Also, while King's at school, he gets a snack bolus. And what that is, is just like a little a little mini feeding through his button. And we have a fantastic school nurse that helps out with that and really spends some hands-on time with King, even assessing his health to a degree. So that's been really, really helpful. That's
0: fantastic.
2: It is. It's wonderful. And then when King gets home, we do our best to start respiratory therapy around 3 o'clock. And so that looks just like it did that morning. So this is now our second session of that therapy, beginning with the albuterol, using the mask and the vest. And then we try to have somewhat of a normal evening, maybe dinner together as a family or if it's a specially chaotic dinner on the run. And then at night, again, King takes more medications by mouth, does more nasal spray, and then he's hooked up to his feeding tube. So that's what a good 24-hour cycle looks like for him. It is a lot of hands-on care. It is a lot of focus on King just assessing his health.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How active can he be day-to-day?
2: So King can be as active as he would like to be. I think the part about that that I would would point out to King, and we're working on, and also to anyone that's listening is that he does much better when he is very very active if he stays hydrated. Sometimes if he's not well hydrated and he's especially active and maybe it's an especially hot day and he's you know playing soccer or something, he can get a really bad headache and I think that goes back to some of those sinus issues. And again, people with cystic fibrosis just tending to become more dehydrated.
0: Got it. You mentioned a, a few minutes ago about your family and hope. How do you and your family, like how do you remain, you, you guys seem so optimistic and positive. How do you remain so strong and have hope?
2: We do put a lot of focus on that, um, on being hopeful and optimistic. I think that we believe that that positive energy brings more positive energy but i would be fibbing to say that there aren't days that can be really really hard although they they honestly are few and far between i think sometimes we tell people that and they think okay are you not processing what's really happening here but you know we have the benefit of king being diagnosed with cystic fibrosis in 2011 we fully believe in science and in research so we watch and we hope and we feel like we're getting really really close actually To King having something like that in his hands. In the meantime, I think what keeps us strong is knowing that we have some incredible things that we can do on a daily basis. Yes, it's time intensive. Yes, he gets tired of it. Yes, it's really hard to raise another child while you put so much hands-on time into another child. But we do know that these things are keeping King as healthy as possible while we wait for the day, that there can be something that can help him in a more long-term way. So, you know, that's how we keep the hope. We watch science and we just stay positive. So
0: where do you see King in five years?
2: (sighs) (laughs) He's a wild one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where do I see King in five years? Well, I think what we may see from King in that time is that his quality of life can just you know, he can have such an easier quality of life. That's my hope for him at least, that he doesn't live with daily headaches and stomach discomfort and maybe the lingering fear that he could wind up with a lung infection and miss a large part of the school year. So my hope for him is that, you know, he may have less anxiety around living with cystic fibrosis and more security in managing his cystic fibrosis And really looking toward the future and what he wants his life to look like. And I imagine as a mother, that's going to be a lot of fun to witness.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you touched upon this community of people in this space of cystic fibrosis. Can you just expand a little bit about this community uh, um, of support for, for patients or for their families?
2: Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. It's also because of the support of this community and how tight-knit we are. They say that there's about 30,000 people just in the United States living with cystic fibrosis. That is considered a rare disease because it's a smaller number. I think because of that, years and years ago, the families that came together really, you know, they put that into the mission that they were going to be together in celebration, and in the time in between. There are many ways that we support one another. And it's not just through coming together for a fundraiser or coming together for an education day, but also that really builds into our community where we have care centers that people with cystic fibrosis are seeing. And that's really a community in itself that they're looking at the whole body and how can we really treat this person. So you have that community aspect in the science world as well. And then, you know, companies like Vertex have these programs and patient advocacy sides that they're really reaching out to patients and looking to support patients and build that into the work that they do too. So the cystic fibrosis community really has these, these arms that reach out and pull people in. And even, even people that don't have a blood relation to someone with cystic fibrosis, tend to become very strong advocates. And we love that because how much more special could it be than someone that's just walking down the street and decides, you know what, I think I want to get involved. I think I want to make a difference with this community. And we see that time and time again. So it's a a special group of people.
0: Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, Ginger, because of you and King and your whole family story, you have a new advocate. So
2: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Of course, we're super excited for this season of cook tracks. I I loved getting to talk to you and know you and hear about King and some of our previous conversations and things he likes to eat and and whatnot. And we have some A plus chefs and cooking personalities lined up for this season and, and they're really rallying some fantastic recipes. Not only that will be great for people like King and others living with cystic fibrosis, but for the whole family. So they're super fantastic. I actually made one of them this past weekend. I did a little test and it was delicious.
2: I think, you know, the coolest thing about something like this too is you never know who you're going to reach, right? So like these people that are creating these recipes, they're learning about cystic fibrosis and your listeners are learning about cystic fibrosis and- that's just, it's a really cool thing um, that the community can spread out in that way and and touch people in those ways. It's exciting to be a part of.
0: That's exactly right. Talking to the chefs that are involved with this season, sharing a little more with them about the disease and about what types of ingredients and dishes are are good. It was enjoyable for me to share this information to kind of open somebody else's eyes up to this because my eyes were opened up to it in a huge way. So I'm going to help keep keep spreading that cheer if you will.
2: Thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it. Of
0: course. Thank you again for your time. Kathy,
2: thank you so much. Thank you much.
0: so much. Have a great an day and honor. give uh give give those two little ones a high five from me.
2: I will you too. Your twin will, babies. I will. Right? Yeah,
0: 16 months today.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. you're sleeping?
0: We're sleeping. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. You know, one of them fusses every other night, so it's kind of a juggling act, but in the end you know they're they're good and they're happy and all that good stuff
2: i'm so happy for yeah
0: you. thank you thank you Well, all enjoy right. them. thank you thank you have a good day you too okay Bye. bye thank you so much to ginger her family and everyone doing their part to make people living with cf their friends and loved ones healthier and happier i hope you'll join us and cook these recipes and become a champion of cf as i have Thank you for joining us on round two of Cook Tracks, and we hope you cook along with us. But if you're just listening for fun, that's okay too. Thank you. As you cook, take a pic and tag us on Instagram at CookTracks or hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out. We want to see it. You can find more info and keep up to date with CookTracks at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is produced by myself, Ian Cohen, Charlie Dudiello with editing help from Joel Yeaton. Special thank you to Sean Petrosian for producing this episode. Our music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Please rate, review and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.